If the movie Roman Holiday had been filmed today, it would have had Gregory Peck escorting Audrey Hepburn around on a bird scooter instead of a Vespa. And it would have been terrible. It would have been so awful. Oh, no. It would have been just the dumbest thing ever. I hate to picture it. $10,000 can buy you some great trips. 15 days on the slopes in Colorado. 10 days with the family at Disney. One week snorkeling in the Bahamas. What if you want to go around the world on 10K for six months? I'm Kirsten. And I'm Cameron Coates. And together, we're on the ultimate long-term budget trip. This is Coats to Coast. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 16 of Coats to Coast. This episode is all about roaming around. Roaming around Rome. Roaming around Rome. Yeah, yeah. Rome, Roman. You don't not roam around Rome. We can't do this after we did the last episode with the beef beef. Thing. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. We can't okay. get into this habit. Kirsten, where are we today? Okay, we. where the heck are we? We are in Naples. Whoa. Oh, so you many different places. You can't just say nipples on the air. <laughs> There's this is a family podcast for this people. There's advertisement I keep seeing on like trucks and it's like pudding or something, but it's like a cup of Naples and I can't read that right yeah, in my a, mind. It's a coffee ad. Oh, it's coffee. It would be a okay. lot creepier if it was pudding and you thought it was nipples. That's just weird. I don't understand why that's worse than coffee, but okay. Yeah, okay. Um, wow. Anyway, so here we are uh, in Naples. This episode is not about Naples. It is about the aforementioned Rome. Yeah, we're going to get caught up here to where we are a lot closer after next week. Right, yeah. So we've been a few places since then, uh, but there's so much to cover in Rome, so we wanted to do an episode of that. But let's start with what we were most looking forward to last week. So what was that for you, Cameron? Mine was very weird. It was just Italian music, specifically mm-hmm oldies italian mm-hmm. like italia disco right and yeah. uh, just getting to listen to that unironically yeah yeah so and how's that going it's going really well my playlist has been bopping i really need to add more to the uh the insta story like i said i yeah, would last yeah. week and share that with y'all whether you like it or not but uh yeah that's been <laughs> good what about you you were looking forward to what lemons lemons oh my gosh guys so many lemons lemon everything these people are all about lemons but not in rome that's the Amalfi, and we'll cover that next episode. But I did get my lemons, so just know that the lemons have been gotten to. The lemons are on the way. Yeah. Um, so let's start off Rome. So here's the thing about Rome that they'll tell you in any guide that you look up. Oh, my gosh. You don't even need to use public transportation. Rome is such a walkable city. And I will agree that it is fairly flat city and there's a lot to see almost anywhere but I wouldn't consider going from one historical location to another in 40 minutes walkable and maybe I'm just lazy no and everyone on earth every travel guide just loves to be like "Ooh, it's so walkable here and I'm like yeah I mean there's not like chasms separating the earth (laughs) you don't need a plane to get from one part of the city to the other technically didn't the Native Americans walk over the Bering Strait when it yeah, froze over? Yeah. That was the walkable. It's walkable from <laughs> Russia to the U.S., I promise you. Yeah, I, we did the walkable thing for a couple of days, and then we realized that public transportation is just so much easier, and it's great. And the, it's crazier. Right, because the bus drivers in Italy are... Insane. insane they don't fear death the roman bus drivers are basically like formula one drivers that were like ah, formula one's a little boring isn't yeah it? i yeah. should try and step it up <laughs> to something a bit more exciting and dangerous for other people and i don't feel like they run on schedule either but the great thing is there's a bus every three minutes so yeah. it doesn't matter <laughs> yeah sometimes they'll just run like back to back to back It'll yeah be like three of the same bus <laughs> yes. in a row so it's like if the first one's full up you're just like oh well that's 
somehow the same bus route exactly behind the other one tailgating i don't get it but yeah roman public transportation and they have the metro system and everything they have subways really convenient and pretty affordable yeah it's affordable because no one checks your tickets (laughs) well on the buses (laughs) in theory you get a ticket the tickets are good for 100 minutes yeah. They don't have you can't get like a weekly pass like we have in some places. Or you can get a daily pass, but it costs arguably way too much. You should just get the one time passes and use them as needed. Yeah. Because the others aren't just you're just not gonna use it that much. And it's a little over a euro, so it's really not bad. You're not losing money on that deal. Right. Supposedly though with the buses, there's no way to check it once you get on. You just have to have a ticket. The way they check it is they'll just have transport cops. Transit cops. <laughs> I, I don't know if this is actually true. I just found this on a thing, but it was several years old. But they say it's just goodwill system. And then if cops come and they find you riding the bus without a ticket, it's an automatic $50 fine. Don't think that they're just, you're going to get off by saying like, oh, I'm an American. Like, I don't know. He because they find a nun. They find a nun. a nun. They slap that sister with $50 fine. That's a high tithe, ladies and gentlemen. So, but anyway, buy your tickets. It's really affordable. I, I would not want to walk 40 minutes in this heat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Maybe in a cooler month but not this heat pretty easy to navigate and it did get us to a lot of iconic places i did not think i was gonna like rome and i really can't tell you why maybe it's just because i think of it as like an over like touristy place and like it just seems too hyped up but i really really enjoyed rome every hundred feet there is a great huge monument or ruins of palaces and it's just ridiculous yeah you can't turn a corner without finding something way older than america right you know it's like ah this was built in three the spanish steps were first and we beat the system because we took it from the top to the bottom and that was a complete accident guys but those were cool it's just like a really large staircase Near where all the designer shops are. Yeah, and it's got like the Keats house and things like that. And there's like a big church at the top of it that you can go through. And there's also stair cops. There are stair cops because you can't sit on the stairs. There are cops everywhere in Italy, by the way. There's normal cops. There's the carabinieri, which are like the military police, but they also police normal people too. Uh, It's just very strange. But there's literally officers at the base of the Spanish steps whose job is to keep people from sitting on the steps. Yeah. Italy, you can't sit on the steps. You try. Oh. Yeah. Italy reminds me a lot of America in that I'm just like, is it really necessary to have those many police officers everywhere? Are they really serving the general good? Like we got stopped very harshly in the bus station by two police officers they're like show us your passports and i'm just like i don't understand how that is helping anybody yeah um they just were just shaking down random people trying to find their buses but anyway yeah but they were there waiting uh for anyone to there was this old lady that sat down on the steps and they're like oh no ma'am no you can't do that yeah, so yeah. There are also fountain cops at the Trevi Fountain. Yeah. To mm-hmm. keep people from La Dolce Vita-ing. You cannot La Dolce Vita-ing. You can't get in the fountain. No. Actually, if Anita Ekberg had done that in today's world, she would have been tackled. And yeah. You never would have seen her again. Mm-hmm. She would have yeah. been dragged off. Yeah. But the Trevi Fountain is one of those uh, monuments I've always wanted to see because, you know, Lizzie McGuire living out my best hey now dreams. Right. Uh- <laughs> I enjoy the fact that it is La Dolce Vita and the Lizzie <laughs> McGuire movie. Only. Only the classics here on the right, Coast to Coast yeah. show. Uh, yeah, but uh, but I will say we probably should have gotten a little up a little earlier to visit the fountain because it gets crowded in the afternoon and it stays crowded throughout the night. 
we saw it at night, and yeah. I thought that that was actually oh, better because yeah. we passed it again another afternoon, and it was just wall to wall people. At night, it was very beautiful, and yeah, there were a ton of people there, yeah, but just very majestic yeah and people seem to be passing through just kind of on their nightly bar hopping because there were a lot of bars and little cafes in the area definitely go at night because it's worth seeing there but then also go in the early morning so you can enjoy it with like less people around that's right Um, just you and the fountain cops and your lizzie mcguire dreams but that is good because i mean there are those things are free to see which is really cool yeah mm -hmm. Uh, and then for a little bit of money yeah and i mean it's not a trip to Rome without going to see the Colosseum yeah. and the Forum. Guys, I, I am embarrassed to admit this, but I had literally never heard of the Roman Forum or the Palatine Hill, but it's literally right next to the Colosseum. And what you get is you buy like a combo ticket that gets you entrance into all of them. Um, and it's really cool. The Roman Forum is the old Roman city, and it's just like the ruins have been really well preserved considering, and you just get to wander around them. So that, I thought, for me, was cooler than the Colosseum because I'm not really into sports. Except that, guys, oh, my gosh, Rome has cats everywhere. We saw a cat in the Colosseum. Yep. We saw a cat in the Roman Forum. Okay, this is really good. We saw this cat in the Roman Forum. <laughs> And I'm like, oh my gosh, kitty, kitty. So I'm like trying to like call the cat and I'm like, Katina, Katina. And this cat is paying me no mind, which I get it because the cats here are well, super the cat's extra aloof. in the zone. Yeah. I can't well, see why. Well, that's what, yeah, that's what I noticed after a while. It is stalking something. And I'm like, oh, shoot. And then I notice closer to the cat, there's this girl probably in her early 20s. And she's like, oh, look at the cute cat. What an adorable. And then the cat pounces. And just grabs, I'm assuming like a mouse or something. And just is just absolutely dismembering this thing. And the girl's like, like horrified. And I'm just laughing. Yeah, everyone else was laughing. Because we saw this whole thing coming and it was hilarious. But there's cats everywhere. We saw cats like every major speed bump. But tell them about the one place. Oh, yeah. Well, this is our friend Alyssa, who will be visiting in Edinburgh, told me about the uh, Largo de Torre Argentina. And it is just an old historic site. Apparently, it's near where Caesar was killed. And it just has a colony of cats. Yeah. There was a lot of construction going on when we were there. So, it's like, oh, shoot, the cats aren't there. But we saw, like, I don't know, like 12 cats. Yeah. It was delightful. Yeah. There are cats all over Rome. Also, we saw the Vatican. So, we can add another country to the list. Because technically, yeah. that's its own country. Mm-hmm. No cats at the Vatican, though. No Vaticats. Yeah, we did go at a good time. We went, like, Saturday evening. It wasn't very crowded. And I was really upset that Jude Law wasn't there. <laughs> You're right. And we couldn't find a Cherry Coke Zero. Yeah. Well, I anywhere. assumed that he bought them all out. Right, yeah. So, that's why the stores near there were, were sold out. But, but I would say, like, these sites, these stereotypical Roman sites are definitely worth seeing. Especially oh, yeah. the Roman Forum. Especially the Trevi Fountain. By the way, they have fountains all over Rome, which is super convenient. From the aqueducts yeah. or aqueducts mm-hmm. or however you want to pronounce it that the Romans built that it just still brings in mountain water into the city. And you can just fill up your water bottle there. We tried some at the Vatican. I assume it was holy water by location. Not great. It wasn't good, guys. I don't know if it was just the Vatican's water, but uh, yeah. The other water was good. Yeah, that's true. We did have it in other places, so I don't know. The Colosseum water was terrible because you accidentally got sparkling water. That was disappointing. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Uh, but I got to say, you know, and I love seeing all the, the ancient stuff, but I just read a book, La Dolce Vita Confidential, before we came here. The guy from Portland wrote, is Sean Levy, I think is the guy's name. And it was about Roman 
renaissance of like the 1950s, like fashion wise, but especially pertaining to movies. Mm-hmm. And the big thing, Chinachita, which is the huge film studio there that not a lot of Americans know about. But so many huge movies have been filmed there. La Dolce Vita was filmed there. Fellini did a lot of films there. Ben-Hur shot there. Some spaghetti westerns, you know, like some Eastwood stuff. Several American films as well have shot there. Gangs of New York. More recently, Scorsese, they rebuilt old New York there. It was just open for touring now. You can go down there and take tours. And it's an active film studio, just 30 minutes. Yeah, like subway ride. It's like pretty far out on the subway lines, but you can get to it on the subway lines. It so it's, it's super stop. easy. It literally like stops right at the entrance of it. It's super convenient. It takes a little bit of time, but I wouldn't miss it. Yeah, and it's still in use today. I know they were filming some stuff there while we were there. We right. couldn't go into those sound stages, unfortunately. Well, we saw some of them, but we couldn't take pictures of them. Yeah, and a lot of Italian films shoot there. They shot Six Underground, part of that there, the mm-hmm. Netflix movie. I was just looking forward to seeing it. I wasn't expecting a whole lot, but it was like 20 euros a person, but it was worth every single penny. Yeah, They only do one English tour a day, though, and you have to email them in advance to set it up. You don't want a private tour. That's 200 and something euros. But if you just do the regular tour, it's, what do you say, 20 euros? Yeah, yeah it, was it was 20, 20 euros. euros a person. That included the museum, though. The second museum. Because it's yeah. only 15 for the actual tour. We did both. Oh, my gosh. It's amazing because it has like, it kind of has like three mini museums, one about Fellini, yeah. um, one about kind of like the backstage of like costume design and like also like special effects. And then the other one the is third just- third one was just the Mayak, forget what it was because it was in Italian, but it was more trippy. of a- Yeah, it was just trippy. And that was the extra like five euros to go yeah. through that. And it's mostly in Italian, but it's very spectacular and capturing like, ooh, emotion. Like this room's dedicated to like yeah. the emotion of cinema. And it's very- And it has a Instagrammable, timeline. yeah. It has a timeline of like film in Italy and that has an English translation. I would recommend just doing the whole thing. But it was amazing. As luck would have it, our tour was amazing because it was a private tour because we were the only two people that booked the English tour that day. There were a ton of people for the Italian tour, but it was we were the only two for the English tour, so we really got a private tour, and it was so cool. Yeah, and you walk on the back lot there, and you get to tour some of the sets because they have just standing right. sets. Like they have an ancient Rome set that they built for the HBO BBC series. Just Rome. literally like the Roman Forum, but like complete. Yeah, it's we got it on our insta you can check it out at yeah. coast to coast pod but they just let you explore that set which is amazing mm-hmm. and they've used that I, they used part of it for a doctor who episode and they filmed a lot of stuff there since like it's a permanent set because yeah. it's just so impressive they have a jerusalem which we saw which yeah. was used in a few movies mm-hmm. and then they have one that's just kind of various italian cities that they kind of refacade and reuse as necessary yeah, it was really cool listening how like they adapted each set to be like different time periods you know like the features that were like easily removable or easily added to like change to fit a variety of different tv shows or movies and things like that um and our guide really knew what she was talking about and they had like pictures of the different sets yeah oh yeah she kept pulling out like oh well, this was when it was you know like been her and then mm-hmm. this was when it was that 
that. Oh, and they have like a a large pit that they fill <laughs> yeah. use for like the New York Harbor. They fill it in with water, mm-hmm. and they have like a, this huge wall behind it that they use as like a green screen and stuff. It was just really cool. We got to see one of the sound stages, and there was a lot of access. I feel like whenever yeah. you sign up for one of those kind of backlot tours, you're just mm-hmm. gonna see like the really like kitschy and the stuff that you know, it's like, oh, it's very carefully curated what they want right. you to see. This was pretty much just like, hey, you want to just go see this? Yeah. And it was I really got to explore the whole place. I mean, except for like where they were actively filming, right? Because yeah. Contracts and laws and that sort of thing which was kind of a bummer because i wanted to see the fifth sound stage oh yeah Mm -hmm. because that's just one of their most famous one that's the biggest one they have a like a huge water tank there they can put a water tank in there that's also where they filmed one of my favorite shows of all time young pope yes Mm -hmm. paolo sorrentino filmed young pope at chinachita and so i saw the buildings where he got to film yeah unfortunately jude law not there either well not that we could see Mm, good point yeah, but it was uh, really amazing. <laughs> I would definitely recommend Chinachita. Even if you just have like two days in Rome, I'd say make a trip out to Chinachita. Yeah, <laughs> it's about a half so day cool. or so, but it's do totally it. worth it. Yeah, <laughs> just do it. It's I, crazy good. I would love to go back, honestly, because yeah. they had a lot of interactive exhibits and stuff that were closed due to COVID. Because and, yeah, and, and a lot that were like, oh, two people only, and then there are already people there, and we didn't want to like wait around forever. So. I would go back. Yeah, I would too. Absolutely. So, oh, we saw that, and then the same day, we went out about 30 minutes other the, oh, end right. of Rome. So an hour from Chinachita. <laughs> to yeah. take another cinematic journey yeah to the museum of roman civilization which is where they filmed the funeral scene from specter the last bond movie where daniel craig meets monica bellucci's character at skiara's funeral it was not like i thought it would be at all i mean it looks dead on like it does in the movie but it is at an abandoned museum. I've never seen an abandoned museum before. This museum is ridiculous. It's huge. It's huge. It's like like the Capitol building. I don't know. It's just like insane. And it's got like this ridiculous courtyard, but it also just has like a ton of like broken glass graffiti and, and, and just Apparently like. It's been closed for, and I put this in air yeah. quotes, renovations because since 2014. That doesn't sound like renovations to me. There's no crews like, out there. Seven years? There's just <laughs> filth and destruction. We saw like a group of little teenage just, like hoodlums. <laughs> they were just skating. They were just skating there. Yeah. Uh, just, they weren't doing anything. No, no, no. They weren't doing anything, but they were just like chilling, you know, street hanging out. Like, yeah, street leaves. Um, but yeah, and so we got to do some pictures there, a little mini yeah. Bond photo shoot because we're getting Bond prep, getting ready for No Time to Die coming yeah. out. That was a lot of fun, and that's just a really cool place i don't know i mean it's really if you see inspector you get it if you don't then it's still kind of a cool place to see a abandoned museum it is cool that whole area of town i don't know if we went on a weird day or whatever but it was just like abandoned it kind of had a post-apocalyptic feel to it, it like really it was, did yeah but it was cool it was fun a little nerve-wracking but fun we also passed like a university or something that was like closed or like out of session or something i don't know it yeah. was so it was weird surreal definitely would go see again wild part of town hopefully they get that place open back up because it seemed really cool but uh we also did a little bit of shopping because i've been looking for some cool vintage stuff yeah i really just want a vintage campari or fernet bronca ad or something yeah but, uh, we went to a really cool mid-century modern clothing vintage shop called vintage chic 
And they specialize a lot in wedding dresses and like oh, gowns right. yeah. for ladies mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Or dudes, I don't care. Yeah. Um, and they have suits and that sort of thing. But we went in there and just did a little, little browsing. None of the suits could fit me. Or Well, they were a little short on the legs. Yeah, I found it, a jacket that fit and then the, the Capri pan effect kicked It's in. your typical vintage store, which means... If you are tall or above a size four, nothing will fit you. But it's beautiful. And yeah. she had some really well curated things. And the wedding dress selection was awesome. She was super but friendly and, and awesome. And yeah. so, yeah, I give them a shout out. And then we saw Space Vintage. That was, that was really Vatican. fun. It's kind of in like a basement. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> it feels bunker esque. Yeah. It's a lot of mid century modern decor and furniture yeah. and stuff. And it wasn't priced too oh. badly. If I lived in Rome, yeah. I would have definitely or decked we, out my apartment in that. We knew how to cheaply ship things back. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, it was so, really cool, though. So that's cool. There's a lot of cool vintage shops if you're into that mm. sort of thing. Um, but we got to get to the food. Ah, you can't go to Rome food. and not have excellent food. Italy has definitely been living up to the food hype that yeah. I put on it. And I had very high expectations. I, I want you to know that you, to, except from perhaps the Amalfi Coast, you don't have to spend an arm and a leg for good food in Italy. There is good food available for not terrible prices. Um, one of the places we went after we saw the Colosseum was La Presa Molina, mm-hmm. which is a super chill cafe. We were kind of eating late because this is a good thing to note. You have to book your Colosseum Roman Forum tours, all that in advance. You have to get the tickets online in advance. I would book several days off so you can get the time you want, but you don't have to. There'll be availability closer to. Um, but because of that, we ended up eating late. So we just went to this chill little cafe and it just had pizza and it was just like by the pound. Like you could like tell them what size like slice you wanted. Right. It wasn't like typical like Naples pizza as we would later find out um but it was um but it was really good I really liked it and it was super cheap so that's definitely a good place to check out another small place we went was AL42 by Pasta Chef Monty is the name yeah it It doesn't roll off the tongue does not uh but we went on there it's kind of a small counter joint for pasta and we got two of the specials which was Kind of standard spaghetti, spaghetti type. Yeah. yeah, with pancetta, asparagus, and pecorino cheese, and it was very good. Yeah, I just love asparagus, anything though. The pancetta here is like the thickest, juiciest bacon you've never had because I'm sure you haven't had it in the U.S. Maybe if you've been in Italy, you've had it then, but it's so good. Yeah, um, and it was it was super cheap and reasonable too. So we also went to some more sit down places like uh, Taverna del Seminario, which was near the Pantheon. The Pantheon, which we yeah. yeah we did see the Pantheon. We walked by it. It's free to get in and because of that there's a massive line yeah we didn't want to wait in the sun for hours uh, but you can actually see into it from the outside without waiting in line yeah um, but this place is super close to that it had like a three-course tourist menu that was very cheap um and like you get the appetizer you get the like pasta and then you get like the meat dish yeah because um, this is how italians do the yeah. meals there's the antipasti the primi plata and then there's the secondi plata I never thought of pasta as a first course, and right. then you get a main course. But they don't do that every meal. Don't feel it's obliged. so much food. Yeah, yeah. I, I've seen Italians not do the whole thing yeah. because it's an aggressive amount of food. And yeah. I say this is a guy who enjoys eating, mm-hmm. but it, it's yeah, too much. It, it, it is a bit much. Most of the time can't do it every single day. That's for sure. But yeah, the three course menu it feel it felt. Uh, spaced right and serving size yeah. about right and it mm-hmm. ended up being what like 14 euro a person so that's yeah. not bad for three <laughs> courses for dinner it was really yeah. good yeah especially yeah. right near the pantheon 
Um, yeah. And so, then yeah, it was really good. We did go to some pricier places. Yeah, we went to La Tabernacia de Bruno. That was in the World Travel, the Anthony Bourdain book. I mean, it's a typical Italian restaurant. Yeah, it's like right over the joint. Yeah, right over the river, um, like on the Vatican city side yeah that was really good we had to get reservations i would definitely recommend getting reservations if you're going to like nicer restaurants no we didn't get reservations for that we just oh, we, we didn't we, we couldn't they... get reservations so we just showed up when the restaurant opened and we right. got there we timed it so we got there right when they did it and, and they someone, said they had somebody yeah, like someone didn't show up for their reservation right, so yeah. we got to sit outside so and get eat. reservations <laughs> right yeah and you know as much as i've loved the pasta and i haven't been as impressed typically with the the second courses the second courses for this place were ridiculous like they were so good i got a plate of white tripe which mm-hmm. by the way was my nickname in high school <laughs> okay. and it was spectacular i've never had that much tripe by itself and there it was yeah. of course seasoned oil they got olive oil like on it squash. it was it was delicious it was so good that excellent flavor and that great consistency that tripe had and then you ordered a spit roast pig yeah because apparently you're some sort of roman emperor <laughs> it or sounded something. good i've never had it pig. it was insane it was huge but it was so well, good uh, for clarification it was not a whole pig that they brought out oh but yeah it, it kind of looked pig. like yeah. it at first it was a big old slab of pig um it was delicious it was really delicious and it was like yours was just marbled perfect yeah I got to say, like, Italian food, like, I would never have expected tripe to be an Italian food. They take some dishes I would only see in, like, certain, like, cuisines. You know, like, tripe I always think of, like, for dim sum. And then the flavors are different. Like, I had this green chili pasta the other day, and I'm like, that's something I only associate with South American food. And it was Italian, and it was very weird. And it's weird, like, eating things that you associate with a certain... Hey, like, that was dang good. It was start, really good. I don't know. But making that, but yeah, get, be open to those kind of things. Yeah, that was a phenomenal meal. It really though. wasn't bad. We never, we didn't eat at like any ridiculous places price-wise in Rome. That was pricier than the other places, but it's still really reasonable. Yeah, you can eat at very expensive places, but I think we but did why? really well. Yeah. And then we went to, you follow someone on Instagram who was apparently yeah. in Rome at the same time. And she went to a pasta restaurant. Uh, Osteria de Fortunata, which holds the title for the best pasta I've had. It was very good pasta, I'll admit. I got yeah. the carbonara. Yeah, I and got. It's they have like it's like an eighty-year-old woman that just yeah. she owns the joint, or she's like their head chef. She's just sitting there making noodles for everyone to see. You just watch her make the noodles. We went on a Sunday afternoon. There was a pretty big line. Yeah, you'll see a line. Moved sporadically. It wasn't too bad. We waited like 30 minutes. I mean, it wasn't phenomenal, but it wasn't terrible. But it seemed to get worse. I would recommend getting there. Yeah, get there early because they did end up turning away like 50 people that had been waiting because they had like a break for dinner or whatever. So get there when lunch starts, you know, around noon or so. Or make (laughs) reservations. I don't think they do reservations. By phone. Oh, by if phone. you're really brave, okay, you can give them a call and you can find a phone. But it's really good. I had this pasta. I'm not even gonna be able to pronounce the name of it, but it's like linguine esque, but not at all. Anyway, and it just had cherry tomatoes, like literally just cherry tomatoes and I think basil and garlic or something. 
It was insanely good. It was just very fresh. It was, yeah, it was so good. A lot of the pastas we've had are so simple, but the ingredients here are just yeah. so ridiculously yeah. wonderful compared to what we're used to in America. It is seems to be in an insanely busy restaurant all the time, and because of that, their servers are stretched thin. Don't go there if you're in a rush, because it's going to take like a while for everything a while so so just uh, just take it easy know that you're about to get some amazing pasta yeah and then be prepared to wait a long time for the check but yeah, that is don't kinda, go hangry yeah that's kind of how it goes yeah. yeah kirsten i think that brings us to the lightning round now yeah. that we're all charged up off food are yeah. you ready I'm, yeah i'm so ready so our airbnb was a beautiful place kind of in oh the center gosh. of the city and we were right next to what I assume was like the main police headquarters and like the main fire it's headquarters. Like a compound. One time we were walking out to get on the metro and then there was a fire. The fire trucks get all sirens going and they're rolling out. I noticed one of the firefighters desperately cranking up the window. Kirsten, why do the fire trucks have roll up windows? That's the last thing I want. A firefighter tiring himself out, <laughs> rolling a window up. I want my firefighters spry, full of energy, and ready to go. I don't want them pulling something, doing that roll-up window. You used a crank window? It's rough. It's been a while since I have. Yeah, I know. It's one of those things boomers will post on Facebook and like, hey, the kids don't understand roll-up windows. Like, yeah, we got rid of polio too, Grandpa. Give the firefighters their heroes. Yeah, give, them, yeah. give them electric windows, yeah. Rome. Okay, so at the Coliseum, you mentioned this before. Yeah. You got to know a city's doing well because they had free water dispensers, which I think is great. I love oh, the free love water dispensers. Helps save bottles. Helps save the planet. Helps you keep hydrated. I'm a big fan of hydration. But in Rome, they had two options. Still and sparkling free street water. Are you kidding me? Free sparkling water in the street baffling. to anyone that wants it? That is the sign of a utopia. <laughs> I don't even like sparkling water, but it's just having the option for free. That and the fact that their monuments seem to feed their cats. Utopia. Yeah. Rome. So doing really well. If the movie Roman Holiday had been filmed today, it would have had Gregory Peck escorting Audrey Hepburn around on a bird scooter instead of a Vespa. And it would have been <laughs> terrible. It would have been so awful. Oh, no. <laughs> it would have been just the dumbest thing ever. I hate to picture it. We found the best appetizer, melon and prosciutto. I'm so glad you've come around to this. Why did I? It wasn't like I was against melon and prosciutto. No, but it wasn't your best. You didn't say the best. Now you've said the best. You'd have admitted it. You can't take it back. Um, Yes, this is the best appetizer. First of all, prosciutto in Europe is just like the cheapest thing. It's cheaper than lunch meat, like the crappy lunch meat in America. Every time it's on the menu, I'm like, oh, you should get that. Because there's nothing better than the sweetie, salty, watery combination. Juicy melon, salty prosciutto. Yes, please. Watch yourself when you're traveling multiple countries because I keep getting confused about which country I'm in and which thank you it is and which please it is and yeah. blah, 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 blah. And instead of grazie, I keep saying gracias. And then, yeah, and Kirsten and then, knows oh, because I look across the like table Like he's going to kill me. Yeah. Just staring daggers into my eyes. Anyway, so grazie yeah. in Italian. And yes, they do really speak like that. Yeah. I would never I have, love it. I would have never expected that to be such a problem, but it's not the Italian speaking part. They sound great. <laughs> I wish I could speak Italian. 
switching countries frequently i did not anticipate the languages changing yeah. this quickly to really destroy my brain but yeah it sometimes i still want to say obrigata and i'm like portugal was so long ago <laughs> it's a great okay. word it's a great word it is. okay what are we looking forward to what are you looking forward to cameron i'm looking forward to going to florence tomorrow and florence is the birthplace of the negroni <gasps> which is one of my favorite cocktails of all time bourdain is a huge fan stanley tucci huge the fan great. it's a great cocktail uh, and so I'm going to do a Negroni tour if the budget allows it. I've seen some places I've been <laughs> looking them up that are like 20 euro Negronis. And I'm like, no. Ooh, goodness. Uh-uh. But I'm going to try all the cheap Negronis, the cheap Negroni tour. <laughs> I'm going to find the best cheap Negroni in all of Florence and tell everyone about it. What are you looking forward to? You guys, my birthday's in a few days. It is in a few days. And I am excited. We're going to be in Florence. I'm going to be living my best under the Tuscan sun mm -hmm. birthday vibes. Yeah. I don't know what we're going to be doing, but I want to eat some good food. We're going to fix an old house. I want to see a cat. Ooh. Not ours. It's <laughs> just going to be someone's. They're going to oh. be like, hey, what's the matter you? Uh, <laughs> Uh, flashback to some Luca vibes Is that there. offensive? I don't know. No, Disney did no, it, so yeah. yeah, it should be fine. Yeah, okay. But anyway, I'm looking forward to Florence. I'm looking to have my birthday in under the Tuscan sun place, some Diane Lane vibes. Um, if you haven't watched that movie, watch it immediately. You'll want to come to Italy and do it. Never read the book, though. No. Bad book. Don't. No, it's nothing like... No. Mm -hmm. Just watch the movie. Yep. Anyway, that brings us... To the meal of the week. To the meal of the week. What are you going for this week, Kirsten? I think I know. Even though I got a little hangry and I, guys, I tripped magnificently exiting this restaurant. Oh, it was man. horrible. It Everybody, was... like 30 people were like, <gasps> it was terrible. I twisted my ankle. Anyway, but even though the experience might not have all been great, the pasta at <laughs> Osterio de Fortunato. Osteria de Fortunata. Don't ever let me pronounce italian guys studied french not italian you just I'm got not your good at confused anyway you amazing the best that oscar yeah <laughs> so good that's my meal of the week what do you say Ooh, it's tough because i like that that was some good pasta that might be the best pasta i've had in my life but i still liked la tavernaccia de bruno the tripe was amazing. Fair enough. And the roast pig yeah was so so delightful absolutely i cannot get over I've had some a lot of strong first courses yeah. in Rome, but that second course blew my socks off. Yeah. They had to pick my socks out of the Tiber. I don't know if they were cleaner or not when they came out. Tiber's kind of gross. Yeah. But my socks are gross too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's fun when you're traveling around a lot and not everywhere has a washer machine. Yeah. Hey, that's a tip. When you're staying at Airbnbs for months on end, make sure at least every couple of weeks you have one with a washer. I did not, and now we're in like a washer-free streak for a few weeks, and it's going to suck. It's not the only streak's going to have by the end Ew, of the Ew, oh, no. How much did we spend this week? Oh. I already know the answer because Kirsten had a coronary when she typed it into the Google Doc, and so I peeked at it, and my goodness. This week is really expensive, but this week is it not, was, it's not Rome so much. It is Little Rome, but it is also the Amalfi Coast. It's the Amalfi Coast, which is so dang expensive. It's literally a resort area. It's supposed to be one of the most expensive places on earth, and as it turns out, it, it is. is. We each spent this week. $815.95, which is... A lot of that was boarding, too. Yeah, which is the second most expensive week. 
um, not too far after the first week when we had like the trip insurance. Yeah. So super, super pricey. We did a lot of like treat yourself stuff too. Yeah. Uh, like there's a restaurant we'll get to that was phenomenal. But oh, yeah. so expensive. I'm going to go ahead and tell <laughs> you, if you want to do a budget trip, just don't do the Amalfi. Save it for later. Also, just maybe don't go to Bourdain's recommendations always because. But it was gorgeous. <laughs> and I had a wonderful time. Oh, there. it was amazing. And we're going to talk all about it on the next Coats to Coast. Check us out on Insta. I still got to do the total. Oh, the total. <laughs> so so that's how much we spent for the week, which brings our total up to $6,318.50. So we are... It's getting up there, guys. I understand why my brain tried to just skip straight to yeah. the end of the episode. But do, do follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. Kirsten killing it on the Insta story game. Thank you, thank you. If you're if you're listening and you're from Bowling Green, little WKU action, check out our story, guys. Yeah. Check out our Rome highlights. And then look up the Big Red versus Gabibo controversy because it's a wild ride from start to finish. Check it out, Coast to Coast Pod, and of course you can check us out on Spotify, Apple, Apple Pods, Podcasts. Google Podcasts, some other podcast platforms. Mm-hmm. But you gotta leave that five star review wherever you are. Yeah, make sure people can find us. And guys, wherever you travel. Take coats. <laughs>